Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the Horror Business Podcast with your host, The Catholic, where we talk about horror's unsung heroes. The movies that maybe mainstream people should give a chance, because just maybe they'll become classics. And last week... I said I was going to be talking about um, Wes Craven's The People Under the Stairs. And while I'm still going to talk about that eventually, I, because of, um, you know, recent events, um, I've had to change my topic a little bit. And this week I'll just be talking more about um, Evil Dead 2013. Not The Evil Dead the original movie directed by Sam Raimi, but I'm talking about Evil Dead, directed by Fede Alvarez. A kind of remake slash reimagining of the Evil Dead. Now, I'll go in a little bit of backstory about the whole thing. But for right now, uh, I just want to, you know, how's it going? How, how are you? You know, I uh, I hope whatever you are and, you know, whatever you're doing, everything is going well. Everything's healthy. Um, I personally, I've had a whirlwind of a of a of a week, pretty, pretty scary time in my life. I obviously won't go into it because that's just TMI. But oof, oof. Let's just say the stress levels and the, the depression levels. Ooh, 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 they are spiking everywhere. Uh, life is just swell right now. And, um, you know, school doesn't help, but, uh, hey, I'm still living, I'm still rocking and rolling, and, uh, that, that's, you know, that, I guess that right now, I can be pretty thankful about that. Of, of all the weird, kind of, sad, messed up things that have been going on, I, uh, gotta I gotta be thankful that that you know there there just might be a light at the end of this tunnel that I'm that I'm going through right now because because things things were going pretty bad but now I think things might might be going my way just a little bit you know just a teensy teensy bit things might be going well but um you know hey only time will tell right now uh I suspect hopefully by next week everything should be okay but anyway, um, I also do want to talk about the formula of the show because there's going to be some days where I'm just going to be lazy. And I'll be honest about that. I I have no shame. And I think uh, today's episode with Evil Dead, I think I might be just a little lazy. I'm not going to go into like full in-depth research because that just sounds too formulaic and too, you know, it's just not as fun. Sometimes you just do like to just like... You, you like to go a little bit from the heart. And that's what I like to do. So obviously, I will be talking, you know, behind the... Not not too much behind the scenes stuff. I won't be going into production. No. I might go a little bit if I, if I know some fun facts. I'm just, I'm just going to go a little bit off the cuff. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. With music, um... I think I will will we'll be coming up on a music break soon. Um and you know choosing music and finding like appropriate enough music is really difficult. I've I've come to notice. And you know I, I don't know if that says something about me or, or or I don't know what. But you know I I I have been trying to find something and I realized something cuz I was always kind of scared to play this album on um on the radio show because always on Spotify it just says explicit for every single song. Always found out something cool. And because this is a horror podcast and it's called Horror Business, which is named after a Misfits song, and the original lead singer for the Misfits was Glenn Danzig, and then he got his own solo band, which is just called Danzig. Uh their their first album, a self titled album, um, was um, it, it's it's it has the uh, like a parental advisory sticker on it, and like all the songs on Spotify registered as explicit. But when I listen through the whole album, there's not one like 
explicit word. Like, there's no F-bombs. They don't even say... I I don't think I'm I don't think I'm allowed to say I guess I do have to call it the S word you know I don't want to you know, push my luck you know another word for excrement um you know they they they'll say like the average like damn or hell and that type of stuff but like those aren't even really bad words maybe for a child sure but for everyone else not really um they yeah they they have that much mild language but they still get an explicit on their songs. And I think that was a weird little fun experiment that he was trying to do because he made a lot of songs that like reference like the devil and all that stuff. Um, more or less. Cause that was just like marketing. Obviously, if you want to sell music to angry, angsty teenagers, put the devil on it, even though you don't believe in it, it's just, Oh, this is cool. <laughs> So, hey, it's a uh, it, it's it's a cool little funny thing that I'm glad I found out because now I won't feel bad if I play any song from the first Danzig album because I love the the first Danzig album. Is it as good as Danzig Two? Uh, I don't know. I maybe maybe it is as good as Danzig Two, but I know Danzig Two, the second album, Lucifuge. That definitely has some expletives in it. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, I went on a pretty funny ramble when I probably should have been talking about Evil Dead. But that's a okay because when I come back from this music break, I'm going to be talking 2013's The Evil Dead, directed by Fede Alvarez. All right, so we're going to go on a bit of a break. I'm going to be playing Twist of Cain by Danzig off the album Danzig. <laughs>
And that was Danzig's Twist of Cain. Yes, Danzig, the, the evil Elvis, as they say. Um, yeah, always, uh, always enjoy that guy singing. He's, uh, he used to have good pipes, as they'd say. Um, yeah, still, like, I'm, I'm, I'm confused about that parental advisory sticker, because it very plainly says explicit content, but there's nothing really explicit in it. But okay. And man, I forgot how much he says woe and oh in, in this song. It's, 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 it's funny. But anyway. We're back here with the Horror Business Podcast, where we're going to be talking about none other than Evil Dead by Fede Alvarez. Now, I do think that Evil, The Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, you know, that trilogy of movies are pretty much like bona fide classics in, in the horror community. And I feel like by proxy... And by um, exposure to the um, the sequel series that came out for Evil Dead 1 and 2, um, Ash vs. the Evil Dead that came out, like, I think back in, like, 2015, um, I think from that popularity that I, I do think Evil Dead came back into a bit of the public zeitgeist, um, especially with Ash vs. the Evil Dead being on... I believe it's still on Netflix. It's a pretty funny show. It's pr- it was fantastic. I I'm very upset that it aired on Stars because no one was going to sign up to watch, you know, like just one TV show and pay, you know, a f- a, a way too expensive subscription fee for Stars just to watch it. You know, people waited for it to go out on like Blu-ray. Because that's where a lot of that show's money went. Um, so, and, and it was pirated a lot. So, it it, it was kind of doomed to fail, which sucks. But um, what kickstarted that, that TV show getting made was this movie from 2013. Now, um, Freddy Alvarez, the director, from... Um, uh, Ur- 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 Uruguay? Yes, I, th- I think I pronounced it Uruguay. Yeah, he's a Uruguayan filmmaker. Um, this was his, uh, kind of feature debut. He made a lot of kind of like spooky, you know, horror short films that were like pretty cool. And it caught the attention of, uh, Sam Raimi, who was kind of, uh, he, he was fresh off doing Oz the Great and Powerful. So he wasn't exactly jazzed to make another movie. Um especially like going back to the to like Evil Dead and he wasn't he wasn't exactly ready for it yet. So he gave he gave it to another director who wanted to do just something else, something new, something fresh. So uh he made his own Evil Dead movie, um, and it was produced by Sam Raimi, the original director. And also Bruce Campbell, who was the original Ash, um, which is pretty cool. And I definitely remember that this was in 2013. This was around the time that I was like really getting to film. Obviously, I told you like the the story last episode of just how I got into horror movies and how um like like. Yeah, how how I got into horror movies. So like, th- this was pretty much in the crux in the beginning of me like just discovering movies because this is when my family got like a Netflix subscription. So like, life was pretty cool because a bunch of horror movies were just popping up, and you know, yeah, yeah, y- you gotta look for this stuff. So my first exposure to Evil Dead, though, let me, let me get into a little bit of my personal stuff. Let me interject. Uh, when I first discovered Evil Dead. I was, uh, I think I was 12 going on to 13. I know it was the seventh grade. And I remember watching a, uh, like a watch mojo list of just like famous horror movies. And I saw this movie, Evil Dead 2. It's like, I think it was like a list of like greatest like horror sequels or something like that. And so I was like, oh, that movie looks pretty cool. 
And then I heard, oh, you don't need to, ha- you, you didn't need to watch the first one to get into the second one. And people say the second one's better anyway. So I was like, okay. And funny enough, it was on Netflix. So then I watched it and I fell in love with it. And right away I was like, I got to find the first one. And I, I think I looked it up and I saw that they had just the whole movie it's like someone ripped it and put it on YouTube, just the whole thing. I was like, oh, awesome. So then I watched it like a 720p copy of of The Evil Dead, the original Evil Dead. And like, wow, that movie was a lot darker than the second one. It, it's um, the first one's like a, it, it tried to be like a straight up horror movie with some humor in it compared to like the second one, which is like, a comedy with horror stuff in it, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah. So the uh, the Evil Dead, the original. I saw this and I thought it was like the craziest, weirdest, just horror movie I, I had seen so far. And uh, at the time, I was um, what is it? My uh, my brother Dominic. He didn't have a job. So he was kind of just like home most of the time, just chilling. And um, I remember just one day. Uh, he, oh, yeah. My brother, Tommy, he hates horror movies. Like he, he, he can barely watch horror movies without like getting sick or just like getting too freaked out. But he always puts up this front of being like, oh, I'm a tough guy. Ho, ho, ho. Um, but yeah, no, when it comes to a horror movie, it's very much like, uh, no, no, thank you. Uh so I told him about this movie. Oh, uh, ch- check out The Evil Dead. Let's let's watch this movie together. And he was very adamant about not watching it. But then I one day I did trick him to watching it, and uh, it it was pretty cool because he ended up enjoying it. Because you know it's like y- you can see the the metal hose that's spewing out the blood. You can see like some of the people like their makeup is just accidentally falling apart because it's just. It it's just so much makeup that's like caked on and not done properly that it, you can just like see the actor's face just underneath it. It's 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 atrocious. You can tell that this was a movie made by a bunch of people that were fresh out of college that were just that they were just shooting for the stars. And um, hey, they they hit the right star because um, I mean Sam Raimi went on to direct like the Spider Man movies and drag me to hell and a bunch of other really cool stuff and produce a lot of good stuff. Uh, and then you have Bruce Campbell who he produced a lot of great stuff. He was a part of a lot of really cool movies. Um, he was, um, he was Sam Axe in, in that TV show burn notice. If you remember that one from the two thousands. So yeah, he, um, obviously a lot of good stuff came out of the, the evil dead. And so in 2013, when we found out that, oh, they're, may, they're, they're remaking Evil Dead. Oh, yeah, let's totally watch it. Ah. And um, by the time we kind of found out about it, it had already like gone through the movies. It was out on Blu-ray and DVD. And so we rented it on DVD off of Redbox. And I remember being extremely excited for this movie. And just like just super hyped because I heard that it was really messed up, and I heard like all this stuff, and I figured my brother Dominic would have known. Like, oh yeah, this is gonna be really messed up. Um, I don't think he did. He, I think he thought it was gonna be funny. And then we started the movie, and then like the mood quickly changed, and there was a bit where like one of the main characters is like really sick and then she gets possessed and all this stuff um i'm not, I'm not even going to get into the crazy bit that was before the the, the possession because there's a let me just say a big throwback to the original <laughs> i'll probably get into it later but you know there's a bit where like one of the main characters that's possessed tackles another one and just vomits just gallons and gallons of blood into the face of this other character 
And right away, my brother's like, shut it off. I'm done. I'm just shut it off. And he totally freaked out. Um, and may I mind you, uh, my, my brother Dominic, he, at the time, I think he was, uh, 20, I think he was 20. No, he was either like 19 or 20 at the time. So just a little extra added bit of, of humor. The, the fact that he f- totally freaked out about this movie. And I kind of got scared a little bit by it too. Um, until like later, like I think a day later, I, I watched it by myself and, you know, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a good time. Obviously, there was really messed up bits in it that freaked me out. But like, eh, it's just a movie. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, that's my personal connection to it. I, I thoroughly love this movie and I'm glad it was made. Uh, but yes, this movie was made by uh, a Uruguayan filmmaker, Fede Alvarez. Like I said, it's his first thing. Uh, something cool with Fede Alvarez. I think his like the last big movie he made was uh, Don't Breathe. I think that was like back in 20, either 15 or 2016. I know I was a sophomore, so it was in the 2015, 2016 time. Um. And that movie was awesome. Like, that was a dark, crazy movie. And I I do remember being pretty popular with people. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, I think the average Joe Schmo, when you bring up the, the, the movie Don't Breathe, I think most people will recognize that title. So, um, he, he did go on to make some good stuff. But, uh, yeah, this movie, uh, yeah, let's, let's, Let's look at the budget. The budget was seventeen million dollars USD, and it raked in at the box office ninety-seven point five million dollars USD. I don't know about you. That's a big return. Now, granted, movies these days they're making like three hundred million dollars. They're making a like. A bunch of money. And a movie that's like, oh, it only made $97 million. Oh, that's a flop. That's a flop at the box. Oh, that's awful. Which is really annoying to me because it made up its budget by like a lot. And I think it was fairly popular enough at the time. I'm sure if you ask a you know a person today, like, hey, you remember that Evil Dead movie from 2013? No one's gonna remember it really. They're gonna be like, I I guess maybe. But um, which is kind of why I I I I, I want to talk about it on the on the show. Is that yeah no uh, I I do think that this definitely did very very well at the box office. Um, I wish it would have spawned a sequel, but I don't think, I think with the studio and especially like, this is kind of like in the, 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 the upswing of like the superhero, uh, craze. And I mean, the, like the Avengers movie that came out the year prior made it like a billion dollars. So it wasn't a kind of a, it wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't a very big priority. Let's just say. Now, uh, the movie did come out, though, I will say, in April 5th, 2013. I remember that not being a very good month, April. I remember 2013 was a bad year for school. I did not like middle school. God, seventh grade sucked. But um, I think I'm going to hit another music break for right now. And when I return... Uh, I'll go into uh, a little bit of uh, the plot of what the Evil Dead is, and I'll go maybe I'll go into a little bit of, like the the behind the scenes and and all that stuff, and I'll go into to a, a little extra. So, uh, next song I'm gonna play. Um, well, obviously it's a tradition for the horror business podcast to just play the Misfits. So what Misfits song am I going to play today? Obviously nothing from the um from the the Michael Graves era because I don't like Michael Graves. I don't think he's a very nice person anymore. I I actually probably I don't know if he was ever really a nice person. I mean, don't be racist, kids. 
Don't be racist, uh, ladies and gents and, and, and non-binary folk in between. Okay, so, hmm, a good Misfits song. You know what, let's go off their, he- their heaviest album, Earth AD. Um, now, let's say, yeah, you know, I think Earth AD is a safe enough song. If it's not, then I'll be playing a different song, and I just won't mention it. I'll probably, like, cut out this part, and I'll just slowly fade into it. I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, we'll figure it out as it goes. I'm just gonna play it. Oh, well. Thank you so much. And, yeah, no. Uh, let's, let's play Earth AD from The Misfits off their album Earth AD. Earth AD by the Misfits off the album Earth AD. Um, yeah, I really like that album. Not as much as Walk Among Us. Uh, I think I'll be mostly like every once in a while I'll, I'll I'll play an Earth AD song, but I mostly like Walk Among Us and Static Age. Maybe a couple songs off the collection or box set albums. Uh, cause some of those demo songs they're pretty sick. Mephisto Waltz is pretty underrated. I I do enjoy. But okay, back to uh yeah, back to the horror business podcast where we're talking about the Evil Dead. Um Evil Dead from 2013 to be specific. Now, uh I did pull up IMDb, uh, everyone's favorite internet movie database. Haha. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what the, that's what IMDb stands for, right? Um So yeah, I'm looking at this and I'll be honest, I'm a little shocked. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna look up at Ron Tomatoes too right now because this this is concerning, because this is upsetting. Because I know when this movie was coming out, I definitely remember the buzz about it because that was, you know, of course, I said earlier. That's when I was getting into movies, and I was listening to a lot of um, I was listening to a lot of like podcasts and, and like kind of internet talk shows that were talking about movies at the time. So, you know, you had your early iteration of Pretty Much It, which now does like movie commentaries. But you had like early versions of Pretty Much It talking about it. You had, I believe at the time, I don't rem- I think it was AMC Movie Talk or uh, The Schmoes Know. Um, you know, they were talking about it a lot. I'm, I'm I'm sure John Schnapp over the, over there was definitely talking about it, um, you know. Oh, may that guy rest in peace. 
But um, yeah. Uh, this movie was definitely, I think, one of uh, it was one of caution because, uh, horror remakes are notoriously not very good, and usually people who are purists don't really like the remakes. But um, my God, okay, yeah, sorry, just a picture of of uh, of uh, of a scene from one of the, uh, of the there's just a little clip of the movie like a um. A thumbnail for a, a scene of the movie just popped up, and I'll be honest, it kind of creeped me out. So I'm just gonna scroll past that. But okay, yeah, no, the uh, the audience score, like uh, for Rotten Tomatoes, um, not the uh, yeah, the audience score and the the critic score, the same thing. It's at sixty three percent, and I know that's like pretty good, but like that's just it's it's not good. It's it's fine. Which which makes me wonder, what are people smoking? Because this movie is pretty metal. And may I say, it's pretty badass. It's a really dark, twisted, crazy movie. You know, it honestly, to me, and I think, I think not just to me, it's not just subjectively. I think it's objectively better than the original Evil Dead. Now, if it's better than Evil Dead 2... That's up for debate, honestly. I think Evil Dead 2 is is damn near a masterpiece. It's very bad, but it's also very, very, very good and very cheesy in all the, the right ways. But this Evil Dead movie is just like, it's something else. Like this one, this I think was closer to the original ideas that Sam Raimi had in his head when he was making that first Evil Dead movie. Because this movie is like balls to the wall bonkers um but the uh even the rating on um on uh uh oh imdb yeah um that's at a 6.5 out of 10 and i'm just wondering like what what 40 percent of people hated this movie that this is insane to me like it legitimately is insane to me because this movie is, is, is seriously just... It's acted fairly well. It's acted better than most of the original movies. Um, it's graphically... It, the practical effects are, are stunning. There's an awesome use between just practical effects and CGI. It's very appropriate. I mean, when you... The only time the CGI didn't look very good was during the, the, the tree scene. Um, I, I, I suppose I'm not allowed to say the R word, you know, cause there, there's, there's a, there's a pretty triggering scene, uh, in both Evil Dead movies that involve a tree and vines and, you know, spooky demon stuff. That's just, I don't know. It's a lot. It was a lot for the original and it's not as, um, it's not as long and as weird as the original one was. Uh, it was just really gross because Instead of it just being like branches, you know, attacking a woman, you know, so to speak, uh, it was just a just a a vine that crawls and it's ugh. yeah, it was like a thorny vine too. It's like yeah, you 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 don't want to think about it, but you know, and I can't imagine because I just found out, and this was upsetting. I was gonna save it for the end of the podcast, you know, for for a little more of like my personal stuff. But I just found out that this movie, in 2018, five years after its release, released an unrated NC-17 cut of the movie on Blu-ray. And I didn't know about it. Now, I think that this is insane. And, and, and honestly, I can totally see there being an NC-17 cut of this movie. Because I do think that some of the gore scenes, they definitely could have gone a lot farther. And apparently... They did. They did go pretty far. And we just never got to see it until 2018. And now I didn't know about this. I missed its release. And now I have to. Well, I found it on Amazon. I think it's like 20 bucks on Amazon. Or it's either like 20 or 30 bucks on Amazon. I have to watch it. It's kind of a must at this point for me because how could I not watch 
NC-17 cut of this masterpiece. Uh, it's honestly probably the best horror remake ever. I No, actually, I really shouldn't say that because there's a lot of really good horror remakes. I mean, there's The Thing, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing, and then there's David Cronenberg's The Fly. So I shouldn't say the best ever. But I do think it's top three. Like... It's it's really up there. It is up there with The Thing. It's up there with Cronenberg's The Fly. It's really, really good. Um, But yeah, as I was saying, and I should probably get into a little bit of the plot of, of what Evil Dead is, because I've just been building this up without even really talking about it. But The Evil Dead, it's, it's your basic premise. Um, this movie specifically... Uh, is just about a uh, a group of friends who all go to a cabin in the woods. Um, one of uh the two of the characters, they're siblings. Um, there's the brother. Um, gosh, what's his name? David, and his sister Mia. Now Mia is a heroin addict, and they all come together. David, uh, you know her, her brother David. Uh, their friend Eric, uh, their other friend Olivia, I think David's girlfriend Natalie, and that's pretty much it. Um, oh, and their dog Grandpa, such a su- such a cute dog. But um, they all go to this cabin to help Mia uh, officially um, go cr- uh, cold turkey and go through withdrawals to just get over you know her her, her heroin addiction. So they're all kind of just stuck there. While she's kind of having, you know, this mental breakdown. But meanwhile, um, Eric finds this evil demonic book that he foolishly reads passages from that unlocks this evil that possesses Mia. But people don't exactly, like, realize it until it's, like, way too late because she's a junkie. They just think, oh, you know, she's just going through withdrawals. But it's actually really bad stuff going on. Um, and it, it it doesn't take too long for the crazy stuff to happen. It maybe takes like 30 minutes tops. And just for a whole hour of the movie. It's an adrenaline thrill ride of, of, of bl- gallons of blood. Just a lot of fake skin being ripped apart. There's some eyeball trauma, which is terrifying. There's a bit where a guy gets a needle, like, right in his eyeball. Like, not in his... Well, actually, yeah, in his eyeball. But, like, right in the cheek of his eyelid. His bottom eyelid. Ugh. Uh, and he has to, like, pull it out. Ooh. Ooh. Ugh. So good. There's a crazy scene involving a box cutter that I'm not going to talk about. Because you've got to watch it. you got to check this movie out. Uh, wherever it is, I'm going to find out where you can probably watch it. Um... Oh, okay. Well, that's not cool. I think right now it's only to rent on Vudu, which is disappointing. Yeah, that's pretty disappointing. Right now it's only like available for rent. Um, yeah, you rent it from like YouTube for three ninety nine, Amazon Prime for two ninety nine, iTunes for three ninety nine. Rent this movie. Rent it. It's it, seriously, it's a great movie. It's awesome. You're gonna love it. Um, but yes, it's about these group of friends that are, of course, trying to help their friend, and yeah, evil, crazy, demonic stuff happens, and it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's dope. It's really, really, really cool. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I feel like right now I do really want to talk about, um, kind of the main actress of the movie. I guess you'd call the main actress of the movie. Um, is, uh, is her name pronounced Jane Levy or Jane Levy? I don't know. It's Jane L-E-V-Y. However you want to pronounce that. It's your prerogative. But, um, I will say this girl was awesome. And looking at her kind of filmography right now, it's only popping up right now three things. Now, Evil Dead from 2013, 
Um, there's some TV show called Sub Subgratery. I don't know how to pronounce that. But yeah, some TV show that ran from like 2011 to 2014, and then Don't Breathe. I th- I think she was the main girl in Don't Breathe, actually. From 2016. Ah, yes, Don't Breathe was 2016. Aha, uh-huh. I remember. Um, yeah, no, this girl needs way more acting credit because she was awesome. She was wickedly like evil, like in in her like in like the demonic form she had to take on, where she's just like where she's in the fruit cellar and just like they they, they have the fruit cellar just like chained down but she can still like poke her head up like through the crack and just like tease everybody and start like saying cre- creepy stuff oh god and just like the 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 physical like jerking moments of just like of just like the the, the spasms that her body would have like at, every once in a while uh, as she would spoke it just like move at like a robotic you know quick speed oh god the physical acting that she has is out of this world, like, it, fantastic. She kind of really carries the movie almost on her back. Like, all the other actors and actresses, they're perfectly fine. They're good. You know, they serve as what their characters need to be. But I don't think the movie works out without kind of her character working the most. Because her character really is kind of just... it's. It's the inciting incident into everything. So I'm really, I'm really glad for for her character, um, and I'm glad she was in it because I do think without her, I think the movie would be a little less exciting. Um, you you would have to find someone that's really, really just good at being malicious, as mal- malicious as as she was, um, and um, yeah. No, fantastic, fantastic. I, I, I thoroughly I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I enjoy it a lot. And uh Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out just like other stuff to talk about, you know? Um Yeah, no, I, I will say I will talk about that um there might be, you know, a couple scenes that that are too much for people. Like earlier I described of course, you know, um the eyeball trauma, um there is a lot of, uh, of course, you know, topics about like, you know, uh, drug use, you know, if you're sensitive about that type of stuff, there is that, um, there is a sad, sad plot between, um, Mia and her brother, David, uh, about their mother passing. It's nothing too crazy, but it's just, you know, it's sad. Um, and of course, if, if you are, um, sensitive to like, um, subjects of like, um, guess you could just say sexual assault there is kind of that in it but not really like there's not a human on human thing it's just like i uh, uh evil spirit forces of evil like vying upon someone and it's like a i don't know what the unrated cut is like it's probably way worse but it's like a it's like a quick like one minute scene of just like like a little something happening and it it's mostly not it's not meant to like make you like like oh this is vile oh this is going on too long it's just a, like a matter of fact kind of scene that just makes you like cringe and like oh that's that's not okay i don't like that and then it quickly just like cuts away it's but if you are sensitive to to things that are like along the lines of the r word um that are not quite it then then you might be cautious cautious of this movie um and that is those are just like little like little scenes that are like throughout the movie it really is a good time like this really is kind of a party movie that you just like you you put on like a halloween party to to get everybody to just like you know either sit around or every once in a while just like look on the screen and just get freaked out a little bit and you know, it, it it's good. It's a good party movie because it it's one of those where the characters are throwaway enough that like you can talk through it, you can make jokes, you can you can do whatever, but you still get the 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 visceral the the uh, visceral yeah visceral like impact 
when the scary stuff does happen, you still get it just so hardcore. And no matter how many times I've seen this movie, every like brutality scene or scene that's just a little just like, you know, uh, just I guess gory or something, you know. Even like the little subtle ones, like the guy pull having to pull out the 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 needle from his eye. No matter what, no matter how many times I've seen it, it still freaks me out. This is a movie that I think does what very few movies can, and that is just remain terrifying. It remains scary, uh, no matter what. And I, I, I think there, there is something to be said about that. It, it is, I, I do think this, this movie is a classic and it should be remembered a lot more. And I am thoroughly excited and kind of dreading watching and, and getting my hands on this and on this, on this unrated cut of this movie. I am willing to spend the, the, the full price of a, of a Blu-ray on it because I love the Evil Dead movies. I, I I have I have everything Evil Dead. I have, well, I, I still got to get them on 4K, but I kind of don't want to get them on 4K because then they're gonna look too pristine, and then you're gonna see even more weird flaws, and then it's gonna go from looking cheesy to just looking just kind of just bad. So I I might just stick to my Blu-ray copies just so I have a little bit of that that extra cushion of of not the best looking, you know, transfer, not the best looking footage. So you still get that, like, I can vaguely see that garden hose, but you can't really see it. So, um, I'm going to keep it. But this movie, definitely, there's no garden hoses. There's, there's no, um, you know, laughable. Well, there is laughable moments, but there's nothing that's just, you don't laugh at it because it's silly. You laugh at it because it's so messed up that, you're just like, oh, oh, geez, okay, <laughs> we're going places. Um. So yeah, it it is a serious movie. It's it's great. It's great. I uh, honestly, if I had to rank it at a like a, you know, one out of like yeah, one out of five. Um, from one, uh, if I had to rank it from one to five, I would definitely give it probably either a four or 4.5 you know the acting at uh, sometimes isn't the best but that's okay i think that's perfectly a-okay for me because i don't need great acting all the time I, I just need serviceable acting and uh with that i am gonna go on another music break my final music break and i do think that you know, for this song, um, I'm gonna do a light one, nothing spooky, nothing horror. Uh, I'm just gonna play. Uh, what's that song? I'm gonna play it from this band that I champion all the time. My opinion, they're the best punk band out there today. Modern band, might I add. They're relatively new. Um, they're a band called Idols. And I think I'm going to play the song uh, Mercedes Marxist uh, off the, um, well, I think it was a part of, it was supposed to be part of one of their, uh, their albums, but they kind of just left it out. But uh, yeah, uh, Mercedes Marxist by uh, Idols. Uh, Yeah, just off the, it's just a single. So here you go.
Discover new music at listenerpoweredkexp.org. And yes, that was Mercedes Marxist by Idols. Uh, great band, great band. I love them. And yes, we are back for our final segment with the Horror Business Podcast with your host, The Catholic, uh, where today we talked about 2013's Evil Dead, uh, directed by Fede Alvarez. And now we'll be on to our final segment, which I'll be recommending you movies on streaming since... Well, not everyone can have full-on access to Blu-rays, and, you know, sometimes you just have enough money to get by with streaming services, which is, you know, eh, that's a-okay. Um, so let me talk about a little bit, like, maybe some, you know, not-so-well-known movies y- you might want to check out that might be a little spooky. Um, for Netflix, there is the movie As Above, So Below. Now, um, I thought this movie was going to be hot garbage, and it turns out it wasn't that bad. It's one of the better found footage movies about a a group of people who go down and um, traverse through the Paris catacombs. And, uh, well, spooky stuff starts happening. Um, yep, that's on Netflix, As Above, So Below. And on Hulu, we have Lights Out, uh, which is a fun little um, like indie horror movie that was kind of spawned from a short film um the director from this i'm blanking on his name but he directed shazam uh the the dc movie that came out like a year or two ago um fantastic yeah no this movie lights out it's um it's decently acted it's you know uh, a cool little spooky ghost movie involving lights that's as much as I'll go because I don't want to go too much into the plot of that one but it's it's good enough it's it's a fun watch um for Amazon I'll go with um uh which yeah with George A. Romero's The Crazies now George A. Romero is mostly known for like Night of the Living Dead Dawn of the Dead you know the classic zombie ghoul movies um, but he kind of traversed into a, a different kind of ghoul in the great in the crazies where it's just, you know, small town that gets infected with this crazy disease that makes people go crazy. And it's awesome. Um, yeah, this is a really cool one. And this also had a pretty good remake that people didn't like. But honestly, those people are out of their minds because uh, it, it was pretty OK. Um, but yeah, that's on Amazon Prime. The Crazies by George A. Romero. Uh, up next on HBO Max, uh, this one is uh, for all you, you know, if you want to try a little bit of a foreign film, you want to try something that's a little bit of a slow burn, a little bit of something interesting, a little mix up. And this was an inspiration a little bit for uh, how um, Alfred Hitchcock approached Psycho. Uh, and this movie is called Le Diabolique. Uh, I think on just HBO Max, it's just called Diabolique. Um, and it's about a uh, a woman who's uh, married to not the greatest guy who joins forces with uh, her husband's mistress. And they come up with a dastardly plot to murder the guy. And that's all I'm going to say. Uh, Cause this movie, boy, does it take you on a ride! Um, and for a movie that came out in the fifties, my God, this movie is so just interesting. Um, it's French. It's it's super good. It's it's fantastic. It's this this one's definitely a five out of five for me. Um, so yeah, if you want to try something that's like an old black and white French movie, if you if you want to. Get yourself a little bit cultured. Check out on HBO Max, Le Diabolique, or you can just type in Diabolique. But uh, that's all we have uh, for this episode of the Hybrid Mo. Oh, not the Hybrid of the Horror Business Podcast. Hybrid Moments was last semester. We're we're in this semester now. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening to the Horror Business Podcast with your host, the Catholic. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful day, wonderful week, wonderful night, whenever you are, whoever you are, and whatever you are. Uh, You're always loved. Always be safe. 
And uh, yeah, thank you so much.